0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Every Little Voice, the podcast about community music brought to you by all of us from the Region Park School of Music in Toronto, and on the podcast today, a very special episode, a mother-son duo, Celine with her son Dayton, who's a student at the Region Park School of Music. We're all very proud of, of his development over the years, and we get into Dayton's story, and also this special quarantine project that's unraveled. If you go to our YouTube channel, you'll be able to see it. It's a special piece written by Celine and with music added from Dayton, our identity, and we unpack that special quarantine collaboration. So here it comes now, a very special episode of Every Little Voice with Celine and Dayton. Enjoy.
1: Gonna fear, gonna my not
2: even Don't even
0: care who, don't even care who From the Regent Park School of Music in the City of Toronto I'm your host Richard Marcella and this is Every Little Voice And our socially distanced Season 3 A podcast about community music
1: And if your little voice and my little voice
0: We are recording. Welcome back to Every Little Voice, the podcast on community music. I'm Richard Marcella, and I am delighted to introduce uh, mom and son, uh, Celine and Dayton, to the podcast. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. And it is a... uh, Dayton, do we find you on a day off of school? Yes, you guys are lucky today, yes. Well, we're, we're lucky, I feel... Also super thankful that you're giving time to, uh, to kind of talk and reflect about your journey with the Regent Park School of Music and what it means for you. So thank you. Thank you for making time in your, on your day off. That means a lot. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So where to begin? Like, um, why don't we start off with some Dayton? I'd love to ask you a couple of questions just to get it going. Why don't we start off with some of your early reflections on like, the Regent Park School of Music, your early memories. Because you go back with the school to being like a, you're, you're 16 now. I don't know when you start. Do you remember when you started with the school, how old you were? Pretty sure.
3: What instrument were you playing at the time?
2: I think it was drums.
3: Not violin?
2: I see the drums are so hard. I so think. then you
0: were five. Oh, my. Yeah, around yeah. that so That's like, so you've been with us. That is hard to believe, but I know time flies when you're having fun over 10 years now. Um, what are some of those early memories for you with the school?
2: I remember, um, like uh, I was, like on Wednesday, I'd go to a community band and uh, like I used to participate in that a lot. I remember like, since I was like so passionate about playing the drums, like I'd always fight for my spot to play the drums and stuff like that. like Cause I took like playing drums really seriously back then. Like I remember it was like my main thing. Like, it was uh it was like my specialty. And then, you know, slowly they introduced me to like electronic like music production which I started getting into that and like the whole um the iPad beat making and things like that. That's when I started doing
0: DJ. Okay. Yeah. And the rest, as they say, is history.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You really you really like um you really hit a stride there. So you got into it through community band, but you hit a stride when you got into the the electronic side of things with ipad ensemble and djing can you can you describe that initial love and like what keeps you kind of passionate about the music that you're making and how you're making it to this day honestly it's it's just like it's it's
2: like the grind you know it's like i i definitely haven't reached to where i've wanted to be yet and like you know especially seeing how um there's like a lot of potential that I have to reach that level that I want to reach it kind of just motivates me to keep working hard to reach that level once I get there you know
0: and, how hard how hard do you work on it now Dayton like on a on a week day-to-day week-to-week basis like
2: I mean like it goes like upon like hours hours upon end I mean like right now like I've had this thing called um beat block if anyone does know beat block is, it's just basically, like, whether if you record music or you make music, it's, like, where, you know, you anything, like, that you record just sounds completely horrible to you. Like, you don't like it at all. Like, even if it oh. sounds like someone else, like, you just, you don't want to hear, it. like... That's
0: it's, what, like, what is me it, mean. like, is it, like, writer's block? Like, you're having... Yeah, a, oh, like oh, no! Yeah. Oh, no! I, I don't like hearing this. So, are you in the middle of this now? I, I am. So, like, I've taken, I've taken like
2: a little bit of a break. Not, okay. not really like a break, but like I've kind of slowed down. Okay. Because I know that like usually when I go through beat block, like if I just don't touch it like at all for like a week or so, uh huh, uh-huh. I'll get the urge to start going back into it, and I'll just, I'll just make like fifty beats in like thirty minutes, just like just like that.
0: Like yeah, that's. That's important, though, is to, is to the, the time off, the, a little bit of time away from it to, to really know why you love it and why you are into it. You know, it, it, if it helps you kind of figure that out, that's important in your journey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, what about your teacher, John, DJ Dopey, how um, and, and, and Grouch and Jasper, all the people that have been around you to kind of help you in your journey. You talk to them about these kind of things, beat block and yeah.
2: yeah. Especially DJ Dopey, you know, like he knows about it all, because I'm pretty sure, um, like with the whole beat making thing, like he, me and him connect with it the most, because we're like we have similar styles and things like that. Whereas you know, um, Grouchy kind of shows me the more like vintage retro side of beat making, and like I try and kind of um, like put that into my beats, and you know, kind of just bring up like this variety of uh like beat making instead of just having the same repetitive beats over and over again.
0: No. Dayton, what what is one of the beats that you're most proud of to, to, to this date in your career as a as a young DJ? Definitely and- the definitely the one on our identity because I remember
2: uh when I made that beat was like years ago, like when I had just started like three, maybe even four years ago. Oh. My mom listened to it. She's like she's like, What do you know about this style of music? Mm-hmm and I was, oh. like, I was like "Oh, this this is where yeah. Grouch came in because he, he showed me that type of style of music same thing with oh, A- wow. you know and I was like you know I might, I might just try out this style for once you know because like I'm always used to making like just simple trap beats and stuff like that you know hip hop okay. all that type of stuff but I tried out that style and she's like you know I really like this I really like this she was, she was talking about this years upon then. she was like I'm gonna use this one day
0: Oh, opportunity, so. oh! isn't that charming? I love hearing about, you know, I, I'm, you know, I've been at the creative game for a, a long while now. And it's like, I'm, I'm so impressed whenever I hear about projects like this, the, the beauty in the project that you are just touching on our identity. And you have a, a mother son relationship you have now you have like, Two creators kind of working together. And I love the idea of I see, I wasn't expecting that, Dayton. I wasn't expecting you to say that piece in particular. I wasn't trying to set you up for the, the, the beautiful interview moment, but I, I love the fact that you hit it out of the park there, right? Let's have fun in the pool here, as we said, right? I mean, I mean, the fact that you said that you you were sharing your work with your mom like two years ago, whenever it was. And Celine, I like full credit to you to be like. Mental note, one day I'm gonna use that and we're gonna collaborate. And maybe it took a pandemic, uh, maybe it took a lot of things. The world is in a different gear right now. And I, and I think you, you picked up on that. And can we, can we talk about that a little bit? Dayton, we're gonna get back to, to your journey with music. And, uh, and I'm committed now to unblocking the beat block uh, <laughs> with, with you. But um, Celine, can you touch on that, that moment that you heard Dayton making that beat and then leading to our identity and and th- this very powerful video that that—and we can uh, we can play the audio to uh, to that piece at the end of this podcast for our listeners. But do you want to maybe just unpack that, that in, when you initially heard it leading up to the creation of our identity, this very powerful video piece?
3: Well, yeah, so as Dayton said, he created this about four, but I have a feeling it's longer than that oh. uh, based on what I was doing at the time. So I'm going to say at the very least, it was five years ago. And because of his age at the time, because five years ago, he's 11. And he's 11. He's playing, He made this beat, which is so before his time. Mm-hmm. So my immediate response was, what do you know about this? Um, this has a very 70s, early 80s
1: feel
3: to it. I mean, it barely takes time, but it was just so groovy. And, um, Mm. it Mm. sort of took me back because I grew up with music. My brother Mm. is heavily into music. He was a DJ for the longest time. Oh, wow. So it sort of took me back to my childhood uh, growing up in the West Indies, and it just gave me this this awesome feeling. And so my my uh, subsequent thought to that the I had him loaded onto my phone for me, so I could listen to it while I'm going to work. And oh, amazing! Oh amazing. yeah! Oh yeah! Amazing! Gave this to me, and um, wow. so that was that was the initial the initial feeling, memories, and yeah.
1: Where did you grow up, Celine?
3: I grew up in
0: Jamaica.
3: Okay. I, I, okay. Some of my childhood here, but mostly my formative years were in the
0: West Indies. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, how, how charming. So you're listening to this piece on your way to work every day and, and it's, it's, it took five years for you to finally go, I got it. And this collaboration, guys, when I heard that you were doing this together, I, I like, I, I freaked out because I was like, <laughs> it's it's so powerful it's not it doesn't happen enough so i i feel like at at rpsm it doesn't happen enough where i see like you know generations like parents working with children that's really it's a special thing that you did right i like i i hope it it paves the path for like more of these kind of collaborations to open up and go especially in a pandemic where it's like well what do i have at home to work with Mm -hmm. well i have like I could collaborate with my family, if anything, it's like, and and the, the fact that you're making these powerful videos, um, that you're writing, uh, you're, you're writing the spoken word, you're recording this, like you're, you're really, it's so special what you have going on. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about five years later now you get kind of, uh, how did that project come to life? How did you, what motivated you? What inspired you to write that piece?
3: Well, every year uh, during Black History Month, I am invited to be a presenter. I work for the government of Canada. And okay. um, so every year I'd be invited to be a speaker. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it would be up to me if I want to deliver a speech or sometimes they might ask me to do poetry because they do know that I write poetry. Okay. However, this year would be different because there is no live audience. Because up to last year, there was no pandemic February last year.
1: Right, right.
3: Um, And so this year, I was asked if I could do a piece. And in all honesty, the events leading up to, um, like from the anti-racism protests began. I mean, that erupted a lot of things in me that weren't necessarily lying dormant they just weren't being voiced and so i became inspired to write about that to be more bold in my poetry and not hold anything back because this is real pain and if i am feeling the pain why should i not be free to cry out Mm -hmm. and so i but i did not want the peace be centered solely on our pain but i wanted to also provoke our people, to con- to think about who we were before that 400-year disruption. Right. Who were we before we, we got to where we are right now? What were our lives like? Because there's a lot of lies about who we were. Um, there's a lot of distortion of the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to do a bit of digging, and then I decided to do some more research to find out more about who we were as a people prior to wow um the advent of slavery. And so right. in doing that, use that as in, an inspiration to get us back on that road oh. to, to become who we were before.
0: I see. I see. I mean I mean so you 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 do this every year, but this is a like that is a a, a heavy yeah that is a super heavy I mean you tasked it you put it upon like you, you took this on. You were like you were very motivated by um, what's happening in the world today um uh you know the this the the uh inspiring anti black racism anti oppression kind of uh movement that that is i i think um well in place now uh you you decided uh, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna take this on i'm gonna go pre like i mean you go way back and um how how was it how was it received? when you made this presentation to the Canadian government, wherever, wherever that faction was, wherever you, it's, that's, that's fine. But how, how, did, how was it received? It's so moving.
3: Well, to be honest with you, I had yeah. never written anything like this before, ever. Everything is always, you know, somewhat mellow. Um, right, right, right. But not really disrupting
0: anything. This one So, was so safe, a little, like, your exactly. prior work may have been a little, okay, okay, and, and so... This
3: time, I decided to take away all of the fences, I'm removing all of the boundaries, it's just not okay. going raw with this
0: From the heart, yeah.
3: yes yeah. and I was very surprised at how it was received. Mm-hmm. It was for just the GTA offices,
1: mm-hmm. but
3: then it went from GTA to me getting calls from the directors in other areas until ultimately what ended up happening was I was contacted by someone in upper 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 management
1: Uh uh that
3: um, it has been viewed in by departments in other provinces and even Mm. Quebec wants a Mm. French version of it. Somehow they want it to be translated and they want it national. So wow. I find a release form for the poem to go now. Oh wow. And it's the first time for them. They're like, we've never had anything like this air. And so the positive thing is our employees of color are saying by even allowing this, you are demonstrating that you're really trying to make
0: There you sense. go. How how wonderful. And and um, oh my gosh, my, my mind is racing. So it was uh, Dayton, what what do you feel hearing all of this, like like here uh have you know, just what are what are some of your off the top of your head, honest thoughts just listening to to what your mom just said about the piece and kind of how it's been received so far. Honestly, I'm
2: I'm like I'm really happy it's gotten, you know, like the right attention that's supposed to you know, it's supposed to get um I I hope like it kind of uh like it it takes off You know, like it's not just Mm -hmm. something that was like a slow build up and then it falls all apart. Like I hope, you know, the the execution that we made for it gets delivered, you know, and it Mm -hmm. hits properly. Mm -hmm. Um, I also uh, like I just I just really hope it makes a change. You know, like it's not just something that you know we just come by and pass over like in the next you know two months. You know, like I want it to be like like something that creates like a legacy, you know, something that that leaves a mark.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, thank you for sharing that. I, I, um, what are you, what are your hopes for, I mean, we've, by the time this podcast will be shared, it will be shared with the, our, our RPSM community as well. Um, what are some of your thoughts around that of just, um, I, and you've done such a great job of trying to set the video up and introduce it. Um, how does that play in for you? Uh, just it, is that part of just a bigger thing in terms of sharing it far and wide and and getting the very important message that that you're sharing out there? Or how wh- how do you feel about that?
3: It's well, as Dayton mentioned just now, that we are. He says he's hoping that it won't just be you know mm. just a sort of by night, which is great. Because that's also my hope as well. The whole purpose of the poem is to really invoke change and to provoke an attitude towards change. Okay. So I'm extremely grateful to RPSM for even helping me to share that because the more people get the message, then I'm hoping the more people uh, will be impacted by the message and to yeah.
1: change.
0: Yeah. Um uh, what, whatever we can do is, is our, is our, is our approach. And we are doing a lot in terms of working on an action plan as it comes to anti-black racism and anti-oppression and really wanting to do exactly what you're touching on there, Dayton, which is not just, you know, black history month.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then, and then March comes along, you know, I think it's, it's really like a, you know, now we're in, we're we're doing this interview in April. It's like, every month is black history month. It's like, let's, we're really taking uh you know, doing all that we can in terms of, um, and and exploring what that means in music education. Um, so how do we approach music education with an anti-black racist, anti and oppression lens? And so, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm so inspired by, by your piece. That your collaboration together, um, and, and it's not your only collaboration. We did a celebration of black culture, um, and, and, and in February and I, you did another collaborative piece together. Um, so is this a sign of things to come? Are you going to, I keep saying in the pandemic that we must come out of the pandemics. Hopefully, if we all have our health, that's our, our biggest priority uh we come out of it stronger than we when than when it started. And in this case, if you are if you two are collaborating and doing these kind of very important pieces together, music and video and spoken word. I mean, I can't think of a richer uh thing to shine a light on and 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 want to, you know, I'm so motivated and inspired by the both of you on that on that front. Um is this something that you see yourselves doing more of together?
3: I certainly hope so. Um yeah. and it's easy because as long as Dayton has a bank full of me and <laughs> sure. I literally just need to go in and take what I need. So mm. I don't need to bug him for anything other than to set me up for the recording. Okay. Okay. Um because initially because we have never done anything like this before and to be honest with you, I did not want to do the spoken word on hmm. camera. I didn't like that idea. So yeah. I thought, what if okay. I recited it? Yeah. But then I don't want people to be sitting there just listening to a poem. Y- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right. let me add some video. Wait, yeah, yeah. Let me add some music.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Who's music to add? Van Dayton because they always have Dayton every year, looking uh, for, for not for back history, but for their um the annual charitable campaign.
0: Okay. Okay. It's always
3: presented our Okay.
0: Okay. Wow. Wow. Soul. Oh, it's so beautiful what you have going. And yeah, um, I, you to make- know, yeah. j- just to, to be on the, the sidelines watching is a, is a real honor. And Dayton, we're so proud of you. I, I like when I saw you recently and heard your voice, I hadn't seen you. I hadn't seen okay. you for about a year. And yeah. I said to my wife, I said, Oh, my God, I I didn't realize it was Dayton. I just heard his voice on uh, on one of our... I think it was the Who Am I... Because you went through that Who Am I work with uh, Debbie Young. And um, I was so proud to hear you talk then. And I I didn't recognize you. And then she said, well, look at you, Richard. You you don't look anything like before the pandemic either. I've grown this (laughs) massive beard and... uh, so it's just so nice to, to stay connected with you in whatever way that we can. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm so, since you've, you know, like you've been with us for over a decade, it's, we're so proud to see your, your development, your maturity as a musician and a, and a community leader. Um, what, what do you, um, what are some of your other memories going back on memory lane of like those moments that have changed you as a musician, as you've gone through the years with us,
2: definitely um, the performances I have had there, um, like with Julie Black. Um, what else? Mm-hmm. The festivals, yeah. But like my the the one that like kind of like was most important to me is definitely Julie Black because I remember she was on stage and I wanted to get a an autograph after she came off. I think I was like twelve. Be even like 13, you know, but I was. I'm a shy person, so like I, I didn't really want to like go there myself. So I remember, like, I asked Jasper and Felicia to ask for a sure. they uh-huh. go there, and like, No, oh, you should go there. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, I went there scared, like, for my life. And like, I had like my little um, my visor with me, like, it was like a red visor, uh-huh. and I still have it like in my room until this day. And uh, uh-huh. I gave it to her, and I was like, Can you please sign this? was uh-huh. like, Yeah, I should, and she signed it off. And then I got, Remember I came back to my mom and I was like, mom, I'm back this time. I I'm like, going crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I swear yeah. that i
0: this day, like especially. You know, uh, like I've on this podcast, you'll hear a lot of interviews with graduate students of our school, and I don't know where you go, Dayton, with your with your career, with your life as a musician, um, and and in the community. But I I know one thing: these moments that we're touching on here, where you're like. Oh, I'm too shy. I don't want to, I don't want to share my beat with Frank Dukes, but you did, but you did remember that. And like these moments of like working up the courage to kind of do that thing, I think are equally important as just putting your music out there and sharing what you have. And I love like, keep these things in mind as you go through your journey, because it's like, I think they're really super important. From for wherever you end up in 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 your life, you know it's like I I think they are those moments that help define who you are, right? And um, I'm just yeah, yeah. I remember that moment with even with Frank Dukes of you sharing yeah. your beat with him, and then him going, "Wait a minute, you know that's like uh, you got that from me, right?" Yeah, <laughs>
2: like, I, I never knew that. Like, end up using one of his own books on my
0: beat. Like, like, oh, crazy. Uh, that was a, a beautiful moment. Why well, I, I, I'm so excited to do more of that kind of work with you. Um, and I know that's coming down the pipe. Um, you just gotta, we gotta all stay healthy and, um, and in touch. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm super thankful to, to have the time to, to talk with both of you now. Um, anything else you want to share before we wrap up in terms of the piece i i, I we are going to play our identity at the end of this we're going to end with it so um we'll we'll set that up but uh, a little a little further than we already have but like anything else you want to share just in terms of reflections on rpsm or or um even advice to younger musicians who might be listening honestly like for uh, like
2: advice wise just especially when it comes to music and making it to the music industry and things like that it honestly just takes time it's never gonna be too hard or too easy because it's your own style you have two options and that's either to follow a trend or create one and oh. whatever path you take it's, it's gonna get you to the same place you know it's just whether if you want to be unique or not and when you're unique you know it's gonna make you stand out. like you don't always want to be like everyone else and that's what mm-hmm. like I try to do in my beats and like just everything in general I don't always want to be like everyone else you know? I want to like I don't want to be like oh like Dayton looks like so and so like I want to be like they look like Dayton you know what I mean They're mm-hmm. like they're making beats like Dayton you know like mm-hmm. um those type of things or like you know like when people search up type beats on YouTube and stuff like that I want to mm-hmm. see Dayton type beats you know like mm-hmm. like things like that like I want to I want to try and create my own wave and like my own sound for mm-hmm. when I'm You know, moving up there, and yeah, like what, like as much work as you put into your beats, and yeah, if that's like music-wise, the thing that's gonna come back, you know, you just have to be really patient. You have to be there for the long run, because you know, if you sit here for like a year expecting to you know blow up in a year, it's very much possible. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's always possible. Anything is possible, Mm -hmm. but you know, if you give up after a year, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not. It's probably not gonna work out for you after. Mm -hmm right Mm -hmm. because you have to you have to work hard enough and long enough so when you know the opportunity does come then all that work you know you put in years ago decades ago it's gonna come back and it's gonna it's
0: gonna every i i agree with all of that i think it's these are building blocks to growing confidence right and it's like yeah yeah, um i love your long game on that it's not like it it, you know what i mean it's like you're you're the wisdom you just shared there is real. And I think that comes from experience for on your end, right? Like you've been at this yeah. a while now. So I I appreciate that and love that. I love, like, I, I remember talking to a, another one of our students, a graduate students who has gone on to, you know, much success. Uh, Francis God heat is his name. And, uh, uh, he would, he would share these stories about just working so hard on like, beats making beats and being up like for to the wee hours of just like working on his craft and and, and right and yeah and uh, yeah and like it it that is kind of like the hard work you got to put into it, it 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 really is a the long game and i i love your your approach on that date and i i think you're you're um you're leading by example there i also wish you a like a huge uh, beat block opening up, whatever the opposite of beat block is. but uh, yeah. it, it is the art of staying patient with this stuff, right? Even if you're in one of these beat blocks, which I wasn't aware of being a thing until we talked today, right? Um, yeah. It'll, it'll pass, it'll pass and you'll be stronger for it. You know, it's like, it's not getting impatient with yourself either. Right. As you, as you go through this. So there's a lot going on right now, right? Like we can, talk a little bit about the pandemic and how that has changed us all yeah um you know not to be too hard on yourself either that's important right yeah right so um well celine dayton thank you so much for making time for for us and our listeners uh today uh how how do you thank you how do you want to set up our identity let's have uh celine if you might Give a couple of words before we play just the audio. We're going to play just the audio with Dayton's beat.
3: So the piece that you're about to listen to, Our Identity, is essentially an introduction to who we were as a people prior to the 400-year interruption. I will warn you that um, the, the lyrics composed in the poem Uh, It's very blatant, but it's also very true. And it is coming straight from the heart. It is not just merely words that are being rhymed, but it is actual history. And the purpose of it is to provoke change. So I certainly hope that in listening to it, that you will feel inspired to be a part of the change that we have been longing for and looking for, for all of these.
0: Here it is now, Our Identity, uh, penned by Celine Phillips with a beat in the background by our young student, Dayton, her son. Enjoy.
4: Who were we before the ship started to sail and the transatlantic trading began, before they hoisted their sails with our husbands and children? packed like livestock alongside our wives and our newborn babies clad with the blankets of contempt before 10.5 million lives were lost at sea who were we? before the color of our skin and the texture of our hair were used as determinants as to whether or not we were actually a part of humanity before those things became a common trademark of a then very common commodity who were we before the oppressors decided that the very thing that makes us beautiful makes us less than human that the shape of our bodies was an invitation to put us on display to be poked prodded and dichotomized to be explored as subjects of science to be analyzed if you don't know what I'm talking about, read about the degradation of an 18th-century woman from the South African Khoikhoi tribe, who, because of their large buttocks, were considered less than human. Her name? Sarah Bartman, who the scientists said, and I quote, had the sexual primitivism and intellectual equality of an orangutan. She was kept in a cage and led around like a wild animal and exhibited as a freak show. But eventually, the French and Englishmen wanted to know. Yes, they became curious about what was underneath the costume of the Hottentot, Venus. So her owner went from having her performing tricks to turning some, prostituting her until her life and body were done. But even in death, she still had no rest. Because they dissected her, removing her genitals and her brain Still robbing her of her pride and dignity again and again They placed them in jars and put them on display for all to see She was dead! And even then, they wouldn't let her be The freak show continued in France's Musée de l'homme from her death in 1815 until 2002 when Nelson Mandela declared that this exhibition is done. He demanded her remains and gave her a proper burial at a non-disclosed place, bringing an end to almost 200 years of her personal disgrace. before we stood on the auction blocks, decked with anklets, bracelets, and necklaces not made of silver or gold, standing there in shame until someone slammed a gavel and shouted, SOLD! Before they took our drums, chants and dance Which later became the advent of spirituals, blues and jazz Before our names were changed And our individuality restructured to suit the buyers for their own predilection Before we became fugitives And worldwide the trees with blood for blossoms Bore that strange black fruit with the nappy stem Who were we? Before we became visible minorities with mouths that had no voice And minds that were not privileged to receive formal learning When our freedom was brought to a standstill When human rights was not even a birthright and we were slaughtered at will Before we became so stigmatized and subjugated by racial discrimination Before all life had to offer was abuse and oppression Now if you think that is all in the past, allow me to introduce you to our present. Cause we've been freed from chains only to be put in cuffs, fighting against a system that is blatantly unjust. If you think what happened to George Floyd was just a one-time thing, then you really don't know the world my people live in. Our response with protests were not a form of an attack, it was merely the straw that broke the camel's back. The looters and the lawbreakers, they were not from our side. They were Trojan decoys just trying to turn the tide. If you think we should just get over it, I dare you tell that to the Jews about the Holocaust. Look what we have been through, how much we have suffered, how much we have lost. See what we're fighting for is not only justice, restitution and equality We want to reclaim our freedom and our identity Who were we? Contrary to the lies propagated by ill-bred so-called historians Whose idea of history is really just a one-sided story Having very little to do with truth and or reality We were kings and queens, mathematicians and scientists, pharaohs, nobles and aristocrats, royals and rulers over the vast continent of Africa. We sat on thrones in Europe and even in the Middle East. We were innovators and inventors to say the least. This is our history, that we were architects and engineers before there was a thing called slavery, the masterminds behind the pyramids, which until today remain a mystery. We are Africa the cradle of civilization and humanity. We taught the Germans and other Europeans who came to us to learn math, physics, and science. Our sons and husbands were hunters, not the hunted. And our women, unashamed of their body's composition or complexion, did not starve themselves or bleach their skin. Who were we? Slavery is a part of our history, but it is neither the beginning nor the end. To understand who we are today, we must know who we were then. Because enlightenment leads to entitlement, and in the absence of knowledge there is no power. And that is why parts of our history have been erased and our identities misplaced. No, we will not forget what we have been put through, To our history and our identity we will remain true. For we are still geniuses and inventors, not only great musicians, dancers, and singers. We are the drums that continue to beat throughout the centuries. We are the dance, the chants, and the rhythm that uplift the soul. We are the flowers that strive to flourish, where the trees that bore the strange black fruits used to grow.
0: Thank you for supporting the Every Little Voice podcast. Please subscribe and share it with your friends and colleagues. I'm Richard Marcella from the Regent Park School of Music. Where to learn more, visit rpmusic.org. Thank you for your support. Be safe, and we'll see you again next time.